What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Josh Clementi, who is the founder of Levels. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm really looking forward to learning more about what you're working on. Um, So for people that don't know what Levels is or haven't heard of it, can you kind of tell us what you're working on? Yeah, Levels is the metabolic fitness company. So we provide bio-wearable devices and uh, the software that's necessary in order to understand and take action on your metabolic health in real time. So what this means is providing uh, you know, a, a met- method of tapping into your biological information in the moment and making better choices around diet, exercise, sleep, and stress with the end goal being achieving the state of metabolic fitness, which is uh, it underlines phys- physical fitness and ultimately mental health as well. So let's kind of start high level for someone that I don't like, I, I mean, I work out, I eat pretty healthy, but like, I don't have a intimate understanding of, of, of health on a certain level. So, and I feel like a lot of people might be in the same boat. So kind of start high level. Why is it important to understand the, the, the metabolic level of your health? Or can you just mm-hmm. start with um, high level, yeah. why it matters? Then we can talk about, you know, how it works and then why you got started. Yeah. So um, let's see. So metabolism is the way that our, our bodies, our cells take our food and environment and turn it into energy. So that's kind of like the, the bucket of what metabolic process means. So without metabolism, we don't have energy. We can't power any of the cells in our, in our bodies. And so that's why I say that it underlies, uh, it's kind of the foundation underneath physical fitness and mental health, because both our, our muscles and our brains require energy in order to operate, right? So you can imagine if energy systems are broken, the processes that we're operating, uh, you know, cannot function effectively either. So that's kind of, you can, you can imagine that when, with that framework, if metabolic dysfunction sets in, um, things start to go haywire in the body. And this is exactly what we see. So, uh, the way the, the primary energy strata or, or, um, you know, molecules in the modern human are either carbohydrate or, or sugar and fat. And so carbs, in, in, when they break down in the digestive system, they turn into what's called glucose, which in the bloodstream is a really powerful molecule. It's what, what your uh, sort of cellular machinery can run on. And the body wants to keep that in a very tight band. So it wants to maintain a lower threshold and a higher threshold that are uh, quite tightly controlled. And so it uses other hormones like insulin, uh, ghrelin, and leptin, which are related to hunger and satiety, to help you uh, sort of moderate your behaviors to keep blood sugar very tightly controlled. Now, when we have uh, sort of sedentary lifestyles or we're eating processed foods um, or, or just high sugar consumption or a lot of stress, all of these things can start to influence our body's ability to maintain that 
uh, glucose, that sort of homeostasis, right, where your glucose is well controlled. When that starts to happen, you begin to influence these large hormonal fluctuations and um, sort of spikes and crashes in your metabolic system, which ultimately lead to breakdown. And this is insulin resistance. Uh, over the long term, you can start to see additional uh, so, sort of long-term chronic illness set, set in, which we're seeing at, a, at an epidemic scale here in the United States where uh, prediabetes, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dementia, cognitive decline, uh, even uh, you know, Alzheimer's itself is now being considered type three diabetes, even cancer is related to metabolic dysfunction. And so all of these things are kind of, they, they set in, uh, they're called chronic illnesses because they're sort of the compound effect of years and decades of choices that are made without good information. Right. And so, uh, again, what, what Levels is doing is providing context for the choices you're making in real time. So you, you can see how a specific action induced a specific reaction in your blood sugar control, and you can then start to optimize. That's very helpful. Um, very helpful to hear. And it uh, sounds like you're working on some extremely crucial technologies, crucial like um, product. Let's kind of talk about like, what is the product? Is it like a something you put into your arm? Is it like a brain machine interface? Is it like, I, I have an idea of what it is because I did my research. For people that doesn't know, like, how do you accomplish the, yeah. um, How do you accomplish the goal? What product is it? Well, we're not yet at the brain machine interface, unfortunately, but we'll, <laughs> we'll be working on that. Um, no, so the way it works is, uh, basically we're, we're monitoring the, the sort of primary metabolic molecule in the modern human, which is glucose. And uh, most of the dysfunction, most of the metabolic dysfunction globally is caused by glucose dysregulation, which leads, like I said, to hormonal breakdown. So there is um, a, a set of metabolic disease or dysfunction called diabetes, where the, the body has lost control. The insulin glucose feedback loop is broken and glucose levels are way out of control. And this causes a ton of tissue damage and a lot of uh, really bad effects. And so a technology was developed called continuous glucose monitoring, which is used uh, for the management of diabetes tr traditionally. And this allows people with, who are living with diabetes to understand their, their blood sugar levels in real time. And they can uh, sort of use medications like insulin or, or metformin to, to help uh, sort of yeah, maintain control to the maximum extent possible. Now, we've recently reached, um, with that technology, it's been decades in the development, but we've reached a point where we can now start to enhance uh, the accessibility and bring that tech into the world of general wellness and performance optimization, and that's what Levels is doing. So we're taking existing devices developed for the management of diabetes, and we're coupling them with our lifestyle logging and behavior change software. So we bring in this raw data stream, uh, which has all of these interesting submetrics about it, sort of the rate of change, the number of the variations in a day, how high it stays, time out of your target range, all of this stuff is really important. And so we do all the analysis and we surface insights such that you can identify specific lifestyle behaviors that are influencing uh, both positively and negatively your metabolic control. So, um, you know, Long and short of it is we have uh, uh, every one of our customers receives a prescription consultation to get access to one of these devices. We ship a pharmacy supplied uh, kit from uh, from our pharmacy partner that shows up at your door. It's very direct to consumer like experience and you log into the level system, start logging your lifestyle daily, your, your diet, exercise, sleep and stress. And then you get scores that tell you specifically, you know, how that meal, meeting, red-eye flight, exercise routine, how that is affecting your metabolic control uh, in the moment, right? And so you can start to tailor these streaks and, and reach high scores, both for, for meal choices and, and for daily uh, you know, streaks and, and, or 
combined you know, activities and start to see how uh, both individual and combinations of actions can, can lead to optimization and develop lifelong habits. So why did you decide to get started working on, on levels? This is a incredible technology that you're building. I know it's helping a lot of people. Why did you decide to get started or what's the origin story? Well, um, the origin story, the short of it is I, I found out that I was either borderline or full-blown pre-diabetic uh, despite having very low body fat and traditionally sort of aesthetically looking like I was in good shape. And uh, this is something that was a real shock to me and it came from my experience using continuous glucose monitoring. So to dive in a little deeper there, um, I am a CrossFit level two trainer. I worked at SpaceX on life support systems. And while I was at SpaceX, I uh, was exposed to some work by Dom Diagostino. He's a, a neuroscientist and keto researcher from the University of South Florida, which basically showed that the ketogenic diet can exert essentially superhuman properties um, on this central nervous system toxicity, which basically is a, a situation where in a high oxygen environment, uh, the brain, there's a lot of reactive oxygen uh, species in the brain. And if there's glucose available, it, they react and you end up having like some rapid oxidation. It's really bad and you can have seizures and it's, it's deadly. And so uh, this paper, I was like, you know, exposed to this information that diet alone, basically the macronutrient balance of diet can uh, introduce like multiple hours of protection in this crazy environment. And that was the first time that I really sat back and thought, wait a minute. So physical fitness does not equal health. Essentially, you can be, you, you can have, uh, there's, a, there's a massive lever, which is diet which influences how your body is functioning in real time. It's not, it's no longer, I had to kind of face the fact that it's like this calories in calories out hypothesis of just like be lean and you're going to be healthy uh, really isn't the case. And, and so I started to think uh, more specifically about my own experience and my, how sort of my day to day was functioning. And, and I realized that I actually don't feel very healthy despite working out regularly. I have these like crazy energy waves, um, you know, basically feeling fatigued day in and day out, like getting out of a meeting and rushing to find another coffee before my next meeting and was experiencing like this physical burnout. Um, and, and so anyway, that, that led me to start thinking very seriously about like, I need some quantitative data on this. And I, I ultimately found a book called wired to eat by Rob Wolf, which talks about this, this sort of, uh, the rise of continuous glucose monitoring. And, um, given that I, I was familiar with metabolic health uh, or metabolic physiology uh, at this point, I realized like, oh, that's pretty powerful to be able to measure that molecule in real time, to measure glucose in real time would be amazing. So I, I tried to get my hands on one of the devices by asking my physician for a prescription. He was not familiar with the use case and kind of thought oh, this is just like a little bit hypochondriac of you. You don't need this. You don't, unless you're diabetic, you don't need to care about this. And so I was turned down actually by that physician and then like three other physicians thereafter Ultimately, uh, I was able to get a device from Australia, and uh, when I put it on, it, it took me about a week to, to get enough data to understand that I was either uh, fully pre-diabetic or borderline, you know, kind of depends on who you ask. Some, some physicians have different opinions on, on where the thresholds lie, but suffice to say, my blood sugar was completely out of control, and I was spending a large majority of most of my day, or of, of most days, in the pre-diabetic blood sugar range, and this was entirely due to dietary decisions I was making, many of which I thought were objectively healthy. So you can imagine like at the time I was, I was training pretty hard, lifting a lot. And, uh, you know, I was eating brown rice, sweet potatoes, like large portions to replenish glycogen and, and be ready for the next workout. And what this was causing, because I have this extreme sort of carbohydrate sensitivity was large elevations of my blood sugar and then hormone hormones flood into the, into the system like insulin and bring me crashing down. And then that's when I'm like 
you know, crawling to the coffee maker. So that was uh, that experience, like both the access issue of not being able to get the, the hardware initially, and then the amazing actionability and quality of the data stream to help me identify activities that were working against me and implement new ones that were, that were objectively positive uh, led me to sort of dig deeper on the social, social scale of the problem. Uh, I, I found that 90 million American adults in the United States have prediabetes. 90% of them don't know they have it. And 35 million are type 2 diabetic. You know, our lifespan has gone backwards for three years. Uh, basically, all of the things that we're struggling with at a social scale can be connected, or many of them can be connected to, to metabolic dysfunction. And so my own experience, coupled with the realization that this is an epidemic, a silent epidemic, uh, was all it took for me to uh, <laughs> leave my other projects and, and get started. That's it's a great story. Um, and it's like exactly, I think how a, a startup should be, should be started. Like you realize something with yourself and it's like, Oh my gosh, there's something here that I need myself. Um, can you kind of go into the day to day? What do like, let's say I got this and I, there's a good chance I will. It sounds like very interesting and useful to, to my life. So let's say I, I got it. Um, I want to kind of get into the nitty gritty of like the user experience. So is this something where I, anytime I do something, I input it, is any of it automatically? Is there like analytic, like, like if I was to get it, can you kind of describe to me what I would experience and what my first yep. month would look like? Yeah. So the, the program is structured as a 28 day experience. And so you would get it, you would apply a patch to your, the back of your arm. And this little patch has a filament on it, which does break the skin. It's a, it's a called a minimally invasive, uh, uh, device. And so that filament is electrochemically measuring your glucose molecules and it's sending wirelessly, it transmits to your phone. So you're going to use your phone uh, to log your lifestyle choices. And we, we do this in levels in a very low overhead way. So basically you snap a picture, enter a few words about what exactly you're eating. And then uh, for the next two hours or multiple hours, actually, this is done dynamically. Our uh, metabolic models our algorithms pull in your glucose information and then analyze it to understand the quality of that choice or the, I would say the, the net positivity or negativity of that choice on your metabolic control. So we have uh, in the background, we have these algorithms that are taking the raw data stream and turning it into a set of scores, like one out of, let's say one through 10 for our, for our meal score. And then out of a hundred percent for your overall daily score. So you, you just log your choices, you, you know, log your sleep data, your workouts, we pull in from Apple health kit, your diet, you just, again, snap a picture of your meal and add a few notes. And what it ultimately is about is not necessarily, uh, you know, you don't have to enter your macronutrients and your, your fat, you know, grams of fat, grams of carbohydrate, like the way my fitness pal would work. It's, it's about, uh, you, understanding how a specific choice you made a portion or a specific meal affected your metabolic control. And the reason that, that we do it this way is because there is a huge amount of personalization in this space. Um, there were some landmark studies uh, started in 2015 using continuous glucose monitors to show that two people with, with two people without diabetes can consume a banana and a cookie made with wheat, and they can have equal and opposite blood sugar responses to those two foods. So this is where, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. There's no one size fits all. What's important is that you log the, the things that you are doing in your life and you understand how those specifically affect you and how minor tweaks like adding a walk after a meal, sleeping nine hours instead of five hours, uh, de-stressing maybe with a mindfulness routine if you're in the middle of a stressful workout, all of this affects the hormones in your body and your metabolic control. And so you'll start to identify these very quickly, like probably within the first week in weeks two and three, you'll make some changes. You'll, you like explore around how those levers work. And then by week four, you're able to, to really implement some optimization and try to shoot for like a perfect score uh, in your metabolic health. 
And who is the like, ideal user for that? I mean, I feel like anyone would get benefit out of this, but is there a persona that you're going after? Is it athletes? Is it like people in tech that have stressful lifestyles? Who would be the ideal user for Levels? Well, I, I touched on some of the numbers. Again, like, you know, we're at a, a point in society where 12% of adults are metabolically healthy. You know, 88% are unhealthy. Uh, 70% are overweight or, or obese. We have the highest rates of childhood obesity, diabetes, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease ever. And, uh, you know, so really this, the mission of Levels is to reverse the trends of metabolic dysfunction, broadly speaking. So there's an epidemic. We believe that empowering each individual to make better choices uh, driven by their own data. And then, you know, multiply that by millions of individuals and you get social scale change. This is how we reverse these trends. So it, it, right now, uh, you know, we're in the process of reframing the conversation around metabolic health. So it's not something you either have or don't have. It's, it's something that you work on. It's focus, effort, and repetition the same way you go to the gym to get stronger. And so, um, you know, caring for, for about glucose control right now, we kind of think of it as something for sick people. Like you don't need to, to worry about that unless you're sick. Uh, we're reframing that and showing that, that actually it's for people who, who are desiring to maximize this life, you know, to seek healthier choices every day present and future. And so it's not this like boring fringe thing. It's actually sexy and mainstream. And so we're reframing that conversation and we're starting with, with people who are, you know, very forward thinking and, and already health seeking and who, who see this product and say, I, I already know that I want that. You know, there's no, no educational element whatsoever. And these are people who maybe like use whoop, who use eight sleep. Uh, they're, they're like, you know, basically the, the conscientious health seeker, um, a lot of Peloton people in there. And ultimately, as we, as we start there in that sort of beachhead audience, we're also very quickly moving down into the, the weight loss segment and then ultimately into, into the mainstream where this is a product that, you know, it's the next Fitbit. It's a bio-wearable that literally anyone who wants to take more control over their health long-term is going to start using. So, um, yeah, so right now, I think to, to, sum, to summarize, it's like health seekers initially and then eventually the mainstream as we, as we expand and make our, our product more accessible. And I have to ask, this is a, you're doing this thing where it's a new type of product. You need to kind of like educate the market that no, like this actually matters for, for, for everyone or for most people, not just people that might be diabetic or could be diabetic. How, how do you figure out how to market it in a way or not even market it, but just like talk about it in a way that these, these health seekers kind of aligned, did they automatically get it or did you need to like bring them to a place and educate them a bit to get them to realize like, Oh, this actually is a thing. How do you educate the market? Yeah, it's so education is, uh, one of the largest focuses of the company, we, we spend a lot of time uh, thinking about reading the research and then writing about why this is something that every single person should pay attention to. And uh, we do that on our blog, but we also do it through collaborations with, uh, you know, with our friends in, in both academia, like Ben Bickman, again, uh, Ron Patrick is, is one of the people and Jason Fung, who, who we're really hoping to work with in the near term, Don Diagostino, again, you know, working with people who are already in the space and helping to, to basically build confidence that our message is meaningful because it's, you know, we're supported by these people who, who are the thought leaders in the space. So that's one thing. And, and, you know, like just publishing content that's very approachable. It's not very, it's not super high level academic, but it is well re referenced and, and cited and, um, you know, connecting the qualitative goals that we all have. So we all want to, you know, look good and feel good and helping people to understand that, you know, glucose control is not just about diabetes, right? It's about, um, you know, fatigue levels like I was experiencing. It's about uh, 
skin wrinkles and, and acne are actually very closely connected to glucose dysfunction. Weight gain, you know, the hormonal theory of weight balance is extremely strong. And Dr. Jason Fung, again, you know, in the obesity code, it's, a, it's an amazing book about this exact mechanism. So uh, a lot of the education is around just bringing into the light the fact that y you don't have to be someone who's terrified of diabetes to care about glucose management and metabolic control, metabolic fitness. Um, and so we're connecting those dots. And then, you know, we're very much leaning into the, um, the athletic sort of aspirational brand model, right? So uh, we, you know, one of our goals is that LeBron James is warming up with levels on his arm, helping people to understand that, again, that like no matter where you are on the metabolic health spectrum, this is something you should care about. Elite athletes can use this to monitor their fuel source, you know, their fuel supply in their blood in real time and, and make better choices for training. And at the same time, someone who is struggling to lose, you know, a, a ton of weight that they've never been able to shed can use it to understand the, the connection between those specific choices they're making each day and uh, you know, that goal of weight loss. And so it's, it's a powerful molecule. We're, we're trying to, uh, you know, we're definitely starting in a, in a more sort of athletic space. Um, but then, you know, making sure the message is loud and clear that this is for everyone. And aside from getting LeBron wearing this on his arm during a, a warm up, I'd love to hear, or I guess on top of that, what what is your vision for for levels? Um, you know, if you looked out in ten years or fifteen years, what could it look like? And I guess what direction are you rowing in? Yeah, well, one of the things that that really bothered me early on was just not only that this technology existed and I'd never heard of it before, but that the the access pathway is very convoluted. It's very it's very hard to use your health information in your daily choices, right? We use data. Uh, honestly, we use data in, in basically every corner of our lives, except for our own personal health and wellness. And so when I look 10 years in the future, I see a world where our health data is much more like our financial data, where, you know, you can whip out your phone and you can have a live look at how you are, what your trajectory is, sort of the, the you know, to make a metaphor, the deposits and withdrawals, right? Right, right now we kind of have a, a bank account balance and we have no way of accessing it and seeing whether we're overdrawing. And in the future, that is not going to be the case. We're going to have a host of analytes, not just glucose, but feeding into a metabolic model of our own health, projecting us into the future. We'll be able to share that data with experts we trust for, for guidance and coaching. And we'll be able to know not just that, you know, we're going to, we're set up for financial security into retirement, but also that we're going to be alive, you know, and, and well to enjoy it. Um, that, that's really what, where I see, where I see levels, um, you know, balancing the playbook in, in terms of longevity and human flourishing. And together, you'll need some help. You'll, you'll, like, you'll need some customers, a lot of customers. You, you might need some more investors if you want to do that. You'll need employees. You'll need LeBron James. But outside of all of that, you'll, you'll definitely need help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you looking for customers? Are you looking for investors? How can the community assist? Yeah, first off, uh, definitely, you know, read what we're putting out there into the world in terms of our blog and our information and let us know if it's resonating, what's missing. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is we're building the strongest team in the history of health and wellness. Uh, you know, we're, we are looking for world-class candidates across, uh, across roles. So connect with us, you know, if you or someone you know wants to, to put that personalized data in the hands of the individual uh, in order to, ch to change metabolic outcomes and reverse this trend, like please reach out, help us to enhance human flourishing and, and join the team. It's already a stellar world-class uh, group and uh, we're very excited to continue that and, and looking for people like the Forward Thinking Founders audience to help us continue to do so. 
And then just final question, if someone wanted to get like find uh, you online, like go to your website, shoot you an email, tweet you, how can someone get in touch on the internet? So uh, levels.health or levelshealth.com uh, is our website. And then we're on social at unlock levels for Twitter and Instagram. And then my uh, Twitter account is Joshua's Forest. Like go ahead and drop me a DM there if you have uh, someone interesting. And uh, the rest of the team is also on Twitter. We're always like talking about these things. So that's the best way to get in touch with us is, is through one of our social channels or via the website. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks a ton for having me, Matt. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, We have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.